What's going on, everyone? My name is Teddy Ragsack, and you're listening to TED Talk Sports. And this episode is brought to you by Grooming by Diane, the best dog grooming services in the San Fernando Valley. So this last week, I talked about why I was very hesitant to become a UFC fan. So this this week, I kind of wanted to take a little shift from that, take a little detour, and kind of talk about why I got into the UFC. And I can't talk about that without mentioning two people. Um, and these two people had a very overwhelming impact on my life, in, in, a, in a positive way, let me just, <laughs> not in a bad way, but a very overwhelming, overwhelmingly positive impact on my life, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. So the first person um, is one of my really good friends, one of my best friends, Ryan. Now, Ryan is someone that has been there for me when I have really needed him. And he, what I appreciate about him, I appreciate everything that he's done for me, but what I really appreciate about him is that he really takes the time to listen. And not a lot of people do that. And he takes a lot of time to listen, and he takes the effort to really hear what you're saying and kind of sympathize with you. And it really, that goes a long way. And it's really made him someone that I feel like I can trust. And overall, just a really awesome friend. So I really appreciate, in all honesty, everything that he's done for me. But I know Ryan from high school. And in high school, he had always been a fan of sports. And he was always a fan. I mean, at that time, he was a fan of Oregon football before he became a fan of UCLA football, then USC football. Then now he's a fan of Michigan football. I think he was cheering for the Raiders before he now he before he cheered for the Lions now. And now he's cheering for, yeah, okay, I think that's about it. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, and then, then also, I can't forget these things. I got to call him out. Um, and then he was cheering for the Oakland A's before, and then the, let's oh, right, the Washington Capitals too, before he cheered for the Lions and the, uh, not the Lions. Um, for the Red Wings and the Tigers. That's right. Okay, sorry. Ryan, I have to call you out on this. I'm sorry, but <laughs> he's probably not, he's probably not going to be too happy that I called him out on this. But anyways, um, so I've always wondered why, you know, he was into these, why he was into the UFC when he has all these other sports that he could be cheering for. And it all kind of made sense to me. And he, be, he was a Conor McGregor fan at the time. And I didn't really, I wasn't really nuts about Conor McGregor. I didn't really care for him. I was kind of indifferent about Conor McGregor. And when I kind of watch the film now and his, you know, press conferences and stuff now, it all kind of makes sense. You know, Conor McGregor is, he just, he knows how to sell a fight. And he's such a he's such a showman, and I didn't really take into consideration how much of a factor that plays in the UFC, and like how in the UFC you have to be well spoken, and how you have to be good in front of a mic, or else you're really not going to be able to make make money. But Conor McGregor, you know, luckily he was good at fighting and he was good at talking. So I kind of look back at it, and then and then now if you look at all my favorite fighters, like I love Colby Covington. And that's because I kind of got me into the trash talk, and I thought, and I found it really interesting, and all the hype. I mean, if you, if, if you're ever hanging out with with Ryan and I when we watch a sports game, we're we're overhyping everything. We make it really exciting, really fun, and the UFC does that. The fighters do that. They even before the fight, you're getting entertained. It's a very, um, it's a very good product. And one of the things too that I really. Uh, that I, I thought was really relatable to Ryan was the discipline in the UFC. Now, Ryan has always had a, I'd say, you know, not in a weird way, obviously, but he's always had a very good, like, physical physique. He's always been in very good shape. And he always takes very good care of himself. And it, it, that, that just kind of goes down to his discipline. And I think he, I mean, I don't, I can't speak for him, but I think that he's someone that as a very well disciplined person. I mean, he gets great grades, which also requires discipline. But I think he appreciates, 
And I appreciate too, and I, I'm sorry, I appreciate this too about, you know, fighters having the discipline pre-fight to make weight and, you know, to study film and to go to all these practices. You, you need a lot of discipline to train to become a fighter. And I think that's something that he appreciated and it's something that, you know, looking back on it that I can really appreciate. And um, the second person that I wanted to talk about is my Uncle Mark. And my Uncle Mark is someone that I've talked about on this podcast before. But my Uncle Mark is someone that I've always looked up to growing up. And I've always appreciated everything that um, everything that he's done for me. And I've appreciated all the the time that I get to spend with him because he's, he's really busy. I mean, he has two kids, he's married, and he's working nonstop. So every chance I get to have a little conversation with him, I really treasure. I try to, I try to pick his brain because he's, um, he's a very smart guy. Um, so my Uncle Mark, he, what I appreciate about him the most is his attitude and the way he presents himself. And he has such a positive vibe, and that really goes a long way. And I, I really like his vibe because it's so contagious having positive energy is really really contagious and his positive energy you know um it's contagious as well and it's really it's really refreshing to have someone like that because even you know maybe if we're going through some rough times in the family and things like that he's someone that i look forward to talking to because his outlook on life is something that i i try to have a similar outlook on it on life uh, similar to his and i think that fighters in the UFC have to share this similar outlook and I you know I think this is, this is something that he appreciates as well and if you're a fighter in the UFC and you lose one fight right you lose one fight out of, you could, you could have won let's, let's let's take Ben Askren for example right Ben Askren won 18 or 17 fights in a row prior to losing to Jorge Masvidal in the UFC by a 5 second knockout but you know, he, 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 he takes one loss, and all of a sudden, he's not considered a good fighter. But, I mean, he it was a devastating loss, mind you. And, <laughs> and it was just interesting because his mentality and his attitude about things didn't really change. You know, he was still, he just kind of, you know, shrugged it off. Like, you know, it's a fighting business. I got knocked out. It happens. And, you know, it's all cool. And I think that's something that my uncle being the person that he is, I think it's something that he can really appreciate. Um, and I'm, I'm starting to appreciate that too. It's just these positive mindsets of these fighters. It's, you can learn a lot from it. And I, I find that really interesting too. And the other thing that, um, when I first started getting into the UFC and I first had my and kind of sit down conversation with my uncle about the UFC, uh, one of the first things that he talked to me about was the attention to detail. And, you know, similar to like the discipline of these fighters, you know, that every little attention to detail, every little half pound or, you know, ounce of water that you drink before a fight makes a huge difference. Because every little thing, you know, like I said before, this isn't, you know, fighters, they're not, they're not just brawling. Every little thing, you know, I mean, I've seen videos on YouTube of, you know, these people breaking down the fights and they say, oh, you know, if this foot was at a certain angle, it would hit the head differently and it would knock out the equilibrium. So every little angle, every little inch just makes a big difference. And I think that's similar to the way that he presents himself too. Like, you know, he's very organized. He's very, um, you know, he respects every little detail in his preparation for work or whether it's something with his family. So anyways, so enough of this, you know, this sappy stuff. Uh, I also wanted to talk to you about this last week, this last weekend in the UFC. So it was UFC Fight Night 161. And 
I mean, just just some of the my notes from the main event. I thought the knockout from Nico Price that was it the up kick, the up heel kick in the first round on James Vick. I mean, that's just something you don't see. I mean, James Vick was ready to mount him. He was ready to. Uh, I mean, Nico Price was on his back, and then it's sort of a desperation. He does that up that up kick and just knocks out James Vick. I mean, that's just something that you see. You just don't see all the time. And it was just such a flashy. Uh, such a flashy knockout. I really, I thought it was really interesting. Now, what I was kind of confused about, or baffled, or whatever you say it, was the Cub Swanson Crone Gracie fight. Um, so Cub Swanson's more of a brawler, and Crone Gracie is obviously the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu specialist. This guy from the Gracie family, he knows all sorts of stuff. I um, mean, on the ground, right? He's really deadly on the ground. He, I think, all prior to this fight, he had all five of his wins were from submission. So I was kind of surprised that Crone Gracie didn't have many takedown attempts. He wanted to keep it on his feet. I almost feel as if Crone Gracie wanted to prove to everyone that you know he can do stand-up. And he didn't look bad in the stand-up, but he wasn't winning the stand-up necessarily. But I kind of had this feeling that he wanted to prove to everyone that he's not just a Brazilian jiu-jitsu specialist and he was trying to beat Cub Swanson standing up, but he, he couldn't do it. Um, so that's very interesting. I mean, I, I really would have thought he would have played to his strengths. And there's no issue with playing to your strengths. Um, in fighting, you know what I mean? You got to do what you got to do to win. Now, the last event kind of broke my heart, and it was um, the Michelle Waterson versus Joanna. And Joanna, I mean, I can't even give much of an analysis on this. Joanna just completely dominated and just sort of picked apart uh, the karate hottie, I mean, in everything that she did. I mean, she couldn't really, you know, close the distance enough to do damage with any of her kicks. And, I mean, she just got outclassed. Everything she did. I mean, she got she got close with a couple of rear naked choke attempts in the fight, but overall she just got outclassed. But I'm really looking forward to uh, this upcoming fight card, which is going to be on ESPN two. So it's not going to be pay per view, which I am super stoked about. Um, so I'm <laughs> for this upcoming fight card. I'm really excited. So they have Macy Barber fighting, who's one of my favorite uh, up and coming prospects. She's really really young. Um, she is fighting Jillian Robertson. And we and then we have Greg Hardy, the former NFL player, fighting Ben um, Soli. Ben Soli. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing these names right. Then we have Yair Rodriguez versus Jeremy Stevens, which was supposed to be the main event like a few weeks ago. And then you know they have the eye poke, um, which I think that's kind of interesting because I, I kind of think it's a little bit of a marketing sort of genius in a sense with you know Yair Rodriguez and Jeremy Stevens now this wasn't even a big fight this was in Mexico City um this wasn't a pay-per-view pay-per-view fight and I know it wasn't really no one's really you know people were going to watch it but the people weren't flocking to go see this fight so 15 seconds into the fight Rodriguez accidentally eye pokes Jeremy Stevens and the fight gets canceled so what happens after the fight is that then they start talking all this trash. I mean, they almost got into a fight when they saw each other in person after it. And now all of a sudden we got a story here. Now it's not just some veteran fighting some young guy. Now there's a little bit of a, you know what I mean? It's, it gets a little interesting now. So then not only do uh, they get all the publicity leading up to the fight for Mexico City, they get all this publicity leading up to their fight to fight night in Boston. So they get double the publicity and now they have, now there's a little bit of a storyline, a little bit of trash talking going on between the two competitors. I think it's interesting. I'm actually I went from someone that was kind of like, eh, I guess we'll see the fight. 
I, I was kind of cheering for Jeremy Stevens because he had that whole thing where Conor McGregor kind of clowned on him where he was like, who the fuck is that guy? You know, that whole thing and everyone, you know, he became a huge meme and a vine. Um, so I was cheering for Jeremy Stevens, but so I, don't, I didn't really care too much. But now with the trash talking going on, now it's a little interesting. You know, it, it's like, you know, it, things get a little spicy over here. Um, and then the last fight too, the main event, uh, Dominic Reyes versus Chris Weidman. I think that'll be interesting too. I mean, they're, they're even talking some trash on Twitter. So I'm really excited for this fight. Um, I'd have to come back and do my homework a little bit more to do some predictions or, uh, all right, I'll do some, uh, that's what, okay. I'll do some predictions right, right now. Okay. I'm going to go with, Hmm. I don't know. I get, no, I'm not going to do a, another podcast for this. Okay. My predictions for this week it's going to be, okay, I'm going to have Macy Barber. I'm going to pick Greg Hardy. I'm going to pick Jeremy Stevens and Dominic Reyes. Do I do I have to, am I going to say how they're going to win? Mm, I don't, I mean, okay. I'll, you know, I'll make it a little more interesting. Okay, so I'm going to have Macy Barber win by a TKO. I'm not going to go into what round because I have no idea. I'm going to have... Greg Hardy win by TKO, but that is a that and that's a risky, a risky prediction, because Greg Hardy does not look like he has a gas tank to go all three rounds, um, but he does have some knockout power. But he also hasn't really fought anyone that well. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I think Jeremy Stevens, sort of a gut instinct here. I think you know with his experience, he's going to outlast Yair Rodriguez. I'm going to have him win by decision, and then Dominic Reyes. I'm gonna have him win by TKO. I don't know. I haven't really heard too much about Chris Weidman lately. But, anyways, so hopefully my predictions pan out. Maybe we'll revisit them uh, next week when I do another UFC video. But thank you guys so so much for listening. My name is Teddy Raksak, and you're listening to TED Talk Sports.